Good morning, we're on Parakei Mishnehei. Yesterday we were talking about the fact that uh, in order to buy Nesachim, so you wouldn't buy them directly, you would buy Chaisomais, which uh, there was a Memuna on the Chaisomais, you would get a receipt, then you would take your receipt, and you would go to the one who's Memuna on the Nesachim, give him a receipt for whatever type of uh, Nesachim you need, depending on Eulah, Shlom, and Metzera, and he would give you your package. Mishnehei talks about the fact that uh, since there were two people and one was in charge of the Chaisamais and the other was in charge of the uh, money, so uh, in charge of the Nesachim, and, uh, and uh, <clears throat> at the end of the day they would get together and there would be an exchange of Chaisamais for money, we talked about yesterday, so if somebody lost his chaysam, if somebody lost his receipt, so it was provable at the end of the day as to whether he's telling the truth or not. So the practice was that if somebody came and complained that he lost his receipt, so they would see at the end of the day when the two mamunim got together, if there was extra money and, uh, mis- and a receipt missing, so then this person would be believed and he would get his uh, nesachim without having to pay again for it. However, if everything balanced out, so then uh, it wouldn't be listened to. Another thing the Mishnah tells us over here is that the Chaysam is not only said on it, uh, Egel or uh, Gedi or uh, Zohar, and we saw before, or Chayte, um, there was a what's it called, there was also a date on the receipt, and the reason for, the reason for this was it was a Takanam if Ramoim. Now, there's uh, two possibilities as to what this means. One is Haramoy means that uh, people would buy up receipts at a very low price and then save them until the price went up, and you weren't allowed to do that. So to avoid that, it always had a date. Other possibility is is that let's say that somebody uh, lost um, a receipt and somebody else, an unscrupulous person, found it. So you would say, okay, fine, now I get free Nesachim. Um, the thing is, though, is that to do it the day that you found it would be a bit risky because the person who lost it is naturally still going to be around and he's looking all over the place for his receipt. And uh, then I would be the one who would be caught and the likelihood of getting caught in the act. So it would be much safer to wait for a week or two until the coast was clear um, and then use it illegally. So because of all of that, you had the date on it and therefore no one would... Uh, do any of these things. So the Mishnah says, Misha Oven Mimenu, somebody who loses his receipt, Mamtinim Loyara Arev, so he has to wait until the evening. If it balances out between the two um, people, one who's collecting the Chaisamais and the other one who has the money for buying the Chaisamais, so then. Um, if there's extras, then nice and love him. Love, and if it, but if it evens out, so then, uh, then it's proven that he didn't really have a receipt, and he doesn't get it, and he has to pay again. He has to start all over again. And it always says uh, Tuesday, the third of Adar, or something like that, that uh, to identify the day. Um, so that the Ramoim should not be able to either buy at a lower price or use uh, a chaysam that they found um, because somebody else lost it. Okay, moving on to Mishnah Hay, Mishnah Vav. Mishnah Vav talks about the fact that, about the fact that there were two specific rooms. Um, one room was called Lishchas Chashoi, or Chashoim, 
where uh, money was given and money was taken. It was uh, people who give money, like to give money with discretion, you don't have to know what anybody's doing, and naturally if somebody's poor, so he takes it also quietly. Um, so this money, lishkas uh, chashaim, whereas for people, uh, people gave money and people took money, bodhi aniyim. Um, and uh, then there was another called Lishchas Kalim for people who gave Kalim to Berek Abayis. And the practice was that every 30 days they checked out this uh, Lishka. And uh, if the Kalim that were in it were useful for Beis Mikdash, so then they were used for the Beis Mikdash. If not, so then the Gizbar sold them and then the money was put into another room where they kept the money uh, which was used for Berakabayas for upkeep of the base of Mikdash. So let's see inside. There were two rooms in the base of Mikdash. One was called Lishkas Chashoim, which literally means the room of the quiet people. One was the room of the Kalim of the utensils. Lishkas Chashoim, The Lishkas Chashoim, so people who feared sin, so they would put inside of it, uh, quietly. And Aniim, uh, <coughs> B'nei Toivim, from good families, so they would get money also quietly. Lishchas Kalim, the Lishchas Kalim, Komi, Shehu, Misnadev Kli, anybody who wanted to give a Kli as a donation to Beis HaMikdash, to Ben Ekabai, Zerkalotecha would throw it into this room. Once every 30 days, Gizbarim Paiskan the Gizbarim would open up the room, and any Kli that they found inside of it, so that they found inside of it that, that, that was necessary for Bedek Abayis, and that was useful for Beis HaMikdash, they would leave it there. The rest of the Kalim, which were not useful for Beis HaMikdash, they would sell for their value of a knife and lishless Bedek and the money would be put into the Lishchas Bedek Abayis, where they stored the things that were necessary for upkeep of the base of Mikdash. Have a good day.